Blog Talk Radio. Tonight here it is beautiful here in Cincinnati, Ohio. It's, I think it's beautiful for most of the nation. Um, I think like the, the Florida is getting a lot of rain right now, so thoughts and prayers. But uh, I've been enjoying this nice weather for the last couple of days. I can't get enough, like Michael Jackson. But anywho, thank you all for tuning in once again. It's Scott Burke's The Clown Hour. Uh, this is the podcast component of my sports blog called The Clown Times. So it's clown spelled with K, by the way. You can find me anywhere at www.theclowntimes.net. And you can always find me on Facebook, whether you're on your smartphone, laptop, desktop at work, playing hooky or whatever. Just type in the Clown Times. Again, that's Clown Spread with K. You find me there as well. we got a, a bit to get into. Uh, we just had ACC Media Days, and and, AC, and we're going to talk about that in the ACC Network. Um, as you all know, this is an ACC-centric uh, talk show as well, especially when it comes to collegiate athletics. So we'll get into that, and I'll give my own two cents on Manny Pacquiao and Mayweather. Is it really going to happen uh, with all this back and forth on social media? It's cracking me the hell up personally. But uh, we're going to first get us started with uh, Paul Palomar. He's from the All Sports Discussion. We're going to talk all things ACC, including the media days and our thoughts on the upcoming ACC Network. This is my guy, Jeff Fan. Please check him out on All Sports Discussion, ACC Sports Blog. So Pac has been here. That's him here. Jeff, how are you doing tonight? I think you had the wrong button, sir. Oh, I guess I did. Um, sorry, sorry about that. Um, try, try, try and get that uh, get him patched through. But at any rate, um, I think I have him now. Um, I think this is Matt. Is this, this is this is is this Matt or is this is this my guy, um, Hokey Smash in the house? Uh, this is Jeff uh, talking ACC sports. Hey Jeff. Yes, yes. How you doing? Hey, I, I passed in. I think it was a caller trying to call in, and I hit the wrong button. But anyway, how's it going, man? Please save me. <laughs> How you doing tonight? Oh yeah, no, it's all good. It, we we both come from the the, the same blog, and uh, yeah, no, it's no problem, no worries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I because I because 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 I think that. Um, that the Hocus Smash said he was going to tune in, but I, I think he's not, so I, I might hit the wrong button. Sorry about that. I caught your wrong name. But anyway, before I get further off the rails, because uh, <laughs> it's all the media days here. Uh, God, I've just been a fuck. Um, but, yeah, man, ACC media days happened, like, this past weekend and through the week, and uh, you know, I just get into including who's going to win the divisions. We all think we all know that Clemson's going to win the Atlantic. So the real question is, What's going on with the coastal, the wacky ass coastal division? It's Miami. It could be Georgia. Well, some years it could be Georgia Tech. It could be Duke. It, it was Pitt last year. A lot of people are feeling the Virginia Cavaliers as well as you know, like pretty much on how well they've done. 
uh, in progression over the last couple of seasons under one coach, Marco Mendenhall. So, first of all, give me your, your, your coastal pick and, 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 and just, just give me your thoughts on why said team will win the coastal. Man, yeah, you're right. The, the coastal is, is absolutely wide open. I think you can make a case for for really you know three or four teams and, and really have a good argument. But it, it's hard for me to, to look away from Virginia, and, and I think that's going to be my favorite. And, and the reason is, is they have the most stability at quarterback with Bryce Perkins. If, if right. the other teams, if if Miami – was a little more settled on on quarterback because I, I love them especially defensively. Um, yeah, you know Virginia too. Tech is is yeah. I mean they're they're great at linebacker, the best pair of linebackers, linebacker unit in the in the conference. Uh, you know, but you don't know about their QB situation. You don't know Martell's going to be the guy or if, or if Perry, who showed some some good flashes last year, he's ready to, you know, take on the on the full season. Um, you know, Justin Fuente is still talking. I listened to the, him talk about uh, Ryan Willis, and, you know, he still doesn't even sound that sold on him, and he's probably the third or fourth best quarterback in the conference. You know, once you get past Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. you have Bryce Perkins, and, and that's really why uh, I'm, I'm leaning towards Virginia at the moment. Uh, you know, Hall, they finished the year, you know, with that 28 28- Zero smashing of South Carolina in the bowl game. Uh, yes, I, I that thought was very Perkins. Impressive. Yeah, really impressive. I mean, that was a team that that put up, you know, over 600 yards against against Clemson. Lost by three touchdowns, but you know they they put up a ton of yards mm-hmm. on on Clemson in, in Death Valley, and and even though Debo Samuel didn't play in in that bowl game, I mean that was still, you know, the most of the rest of that offense that that couldn't even score against Virginia. And I, I like the way if Perkins played, especially late in the year. You know, they lost that game to Georgia Tech, but I, I remember watching that game, thinking, you know, he can't miss right now. He's he's making plays with his feet. He's making nice nice throws, and I think for me, that's what gives gives the edge to me for Virginia over everyone else in the conference. Because the most they have the they're the most subtle at the most important position on the field. And, and they're great in the secondary right. too. I mean, Bryce Hall back there, you know, is, is might be the best, you know, defensive back in all of college football. Mm. You know what, man? It's I tip, I try not to go with the flow. You know what I mean? In terms of my picks, I mean, I've been on the Miami bandwagon for past up team seasons, thinking that mm-hmm. they're going to break through. They're going to break through. They're going to break through when the coast is going to break through. They broke through. I think two, three seasons ago, uh, under Mark Rick, when they won the Coastal, and they flamed before flaming out against Clemson in the uh, ACC championship game. But man, as much as I do, I still love Miami. Well, like Miami, I still like Miami. I really love the coach Manny Manny Diaz. I love his enthusiasm. He's a Miami guy. He gets it, um, and you know his defense is out of this world. They they return a lot of people kids from that side of the ball. Um, they have good, great skill position players. It's just that they're unsettled, not only at quarterback, but the offensive line is not deep at all. And so right. that's a lot of red flags right there. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, they play at – well, they don't they, they don't play at Virginia this, this coming season. Uh, but I think they play at Carolina. They play they, – they, I think they play at Virginia Tech as well. I could be wrong on that. Um, but – you know, as the more I examine Virginia, the more I look at the job that Bronco Mendenhall is doing. And, and first of all, I knew I was one of very few people who said that Bronco is going to do great things at, at, at UVA. I, I know I'm not going to – I didn't think he, he would deliver a national championship or compete for a national championship, but I thought that they would be at least solid sooner rather than later, and here they are. You know, a big – Bowl win, and I know SEC honks would like <laughs> discount that as oh, it was an exhibition, they weren't ready, blah blah blah. <laughs> and that's whipping is an ass whipping in a major bowl game. You know, twenty eight to yeah. nothing is twenty eight to nothing. And you know the way 
they, the, the Cavaliers played. They made the Gamecocks, who I thought were a good team last year, they made them look ordinary. And, you know, they, you know, ever since they played Miami and beat Miami last year in Charlottesville, they, their defense will be on the roll. And I really love their quarterback, Perkins. I mean, and you know what, though? They should have beaten Virginia Tech. They have Virginia Tech in Blacksburg. They just didn't know how to finish. And I think it's more of a mind game thing, and they, they have to get over that mental hurdle. But outside of that, I think Virginia is not is, – like Virginia football is pointing up big time. And I wouldn't be shocked if Broncos team wins nine or ten games this year. I will not be shocked about that. So – I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm going with the flow and picking Virginia over Miami, um, slightly over Miami, because, again, Virginia is settled at quarterback. Miami has no clue what they're going to do at quarterback. Now, granted, Mar- that Martell kid may do some things, but he's off to a slow start in training camp and spring ball, and, and I don't know how it's going to do in fall camp, but I can't believe I'm about to say it. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying Virginia is going to – Virginia football is going to win the coast and compete for the ACC crown. I can't believe I'm actually saying or thinking that, but again, that's credit to Bronco Mendenhall, man. The, the dude can work, 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 work uh, wonders. He did it at BYU on a limited budget, and now he's doing it at a school in Virginia that has a whole lot of resources. And you know, it's it's not surprising. It's really not, not surprising. It shouldn't be surprising to those who know about Bronco Mendenhall pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you remember his BYU teams, you know, they were they were tough. They were physical. Yes. They would just wear you out at the line of scrimmage. And, you know, Virginia is taking – it took him a couple of years to rebuild Virginia. I mean, they were a train wreck when he took over, and now they're they're taking on that identity of his BYU teams. I mean, if, if you play Virginia, you're going to be in a fist fight for, for 60 minutes. I mean, that's a, that's a right. really physical – a, a physical, tough football team, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think Virginia is is the choice. I mean, like you said, I'm I like Miami a lot too, especially you know defensively, and that's going to keep them on a lot of a lot of games. And if they get if they get decent quarterback play, I mean, they're definitely going to be a a, a player. Um, Virginia Tech, I think, has a chance uh, too, especially if the if you know, Tavion Feaster transfers there. That's going to give them a, a major upgrade at the running back position, and their schedule is very favorable. Right. That's that's why you have to look at, you know, Virginia Tech as a possibility too because they get a really soft ACC schedule, and that, that gives them a chance. But I, I think Virginia is the choice at the moment. It's, it's hard to pick against the, the Coastal team with the best quarterback in the division. Right, right. And and you know what too? When speaking of scheduling, Virginia plays Florida State. You know, and I, is that at, is that in Charlottesville? I don't have the schedule in front of me, but I knew know they play Florida State this year. I wonder if that's yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They, they actually do. They play in Charlottesville, so they play in September early. And Florida State, you, I, I think they'll be a lot better than they were last year, but you never know with them. So it was just imagine right. this for a minute. If Florida, if Virginia beats Florida State, right, and, and I don't know who they get early in the season as well, they'll they'll be on to something. They they be in the Cavaliers. They they will be on to something. And you know they you know they don't play Clemson, they don't play Syracuse, they don't play NC State, and they play Louisville on the road. But that's but Louisville's going to be rebuilding for a couple of years. So the only right. main game that they have is Notre Dame. And I think Notre Dame, do they come to Charlottesville? Do they go? I think they go to South Bend for that one. Yeah, they um, go to South Bend. But still, but still, you can't, that's not a gimme. That's still not a gimme for Notre Dame, and I'm sure Notre Dame knows that. But just imagine if Virginia gets off to a start, a 3-1 or 4-0 start. That's, that's pretty, that's, that, that's 4-0 is not out of the realm of possibility with this squad. I mean, they're well coached. We all said that already, and they and they're good at the best at the important position. And you can't. I mean, again, this a, football is a quarterback-driven sport. No matter what level you're playing it on, and 
I really like I can't believe I really like this team. But uh you wrote something in on your blog, the all sports discussion. The year of Virginia can include football. So we all know that the Cavaliers won the national championship of basketball. So <laughs> this is you you because you, uh, uh, you were saying that um in this article that don't be surprised if 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 if, 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 if like Virginia this goes pulls the double and goes to ACC championship game, and which would be one hell of a year for Virginia sports in general, like like with the two money makers doing so well. So basically, let me just ask you this: Clemson, we all know Clemson is a far above you know all the other schools in football, and you know I'm thinking about you know Virginia winning the Coastal. Is there a team? Is there a team out there in the ACC? And I know Florida State's down. I, I think they'll be a lot better this year. But they're still not at Clemson's level. I love the way Virginia competes. I think Virginia Tech will be bouncing back. I think Miami will have a better year. But is there a team that could challenge Clemson? Because Clemson is turned is the, is, is, has turned the ACC essentially to Clemson and the 13 Dwarfs. Kind of like Florida State there when they first joined when it was Florida State and the uh, eight dwarfs back in the nineties. Yeah. So, give me, give me, is it? Give me just one. Give me one or two teams that could give a game with Clemson. Give Clemson a challenge, and by challenge, I mean keep it within two touchdowns. Um. Well, let me go back to to one thing you said on that that article. The year of Virginia can include um, can yeah. include football. I just want to. Um, you know, give give a little credit to the the actual author on that article, and that was one one of our contributors right. on the blog, Matt Matt Zemick. Just yeah. so, yeah, yeah, he he contribute he wrote that article. Uh, really good. Just wanted to point that out. But to your question, you know, I, I look, you look at um Clemson's schedule, and on paper, the the only team that really looks like a legitimate threat in the ACC that I, I would say could could knock them off. Is, is Syracuse at at this point? Um, mm. You know the Orange have have played Clemson as well as anybody has in the last two years in the entire country, and that includes Alabama yeah. because Alabama has went one and one against Clemson. You know they they won in New Orleans two years ago and then got smashed right. in the national title game. Uh, that did not happen to to Syracuse. They also have a win over Clemson and nearly went down into, you know, down to Death Valley and, and nearly knocked them off. And, you know, you can say Clemson won. had, you know, <laughs> yeah, they really had an opportunity to win that game. And you can argue, yeah. you know, that it had something to do with, with Trevor Lawrence getting knocked out of the game and, and going to the backup even the year before uh, the loss. But I think that that takes away too much credit from, uh, Syracuse, because no team yeah. has done a better job the last two years attacking that defense than what Dino Babers has has come up with. I mean, his offense. Hell of a coach, yeah. The, yeah, absolutely has really kept. And you don't do this to Brett Venables two years in a row. You might get him one year, but if you play him again, you're, you're not going to usually have much success. And and Babers, is, right? I, I wouldn't say he's had his number, but he's found holes in that defense that very few teams have been able to find, especially two years in a row. Right. And I think uh, the DeVito kid is not going to be much of a drop-off um, from Dungey, uh, Eric Dungey, the really good quarterback from Syracuse the last few years. Mm-hmm. And Clemson's got to go up to the Carrier Dome uh, right after playing Texas A&M, which, which many think is Clemson's toughest game on the schedule. So, you know, if if there's an opportunity for Clemson to get knocked off, and and Syracuse returns a lot, especially on defense, they're yeah, they're they really solid. Yeah. yeah, they're they're solid on the defensive line. Uh, they've got you know an All American uh, field goal kicker, an All ACC punter. They're really good on special teams. Uh, they they've got some good players on defense. I mean, it it it's not likely, but that's that's a game that Clemson. You know they they better have their full attention on when they go up to the Carrier Dome, because you know Babers knows how to find holes in that defense and and there aren't four there aren't three first rounders 
on the defense coming back. They might turn into three first-rounders, but they're, they're not three first-rounders and another NFL fourth guy coming back. So, you know, they're going in there with, with a little bit of an inexperience on that defensive line. Um, I think if they were to meet a team like Miami in the Nash, in the ACC championship game, especially the way the defense Miami can play, if they can, if Miami gets that kind of quality quarterback play, if they, if they can really get some quarterback play, whoever starts, you know, defensively, they have enough talent to give, to maybe challenge that offense. But I, I still look up and down that, that schedule. And I, I think Syracuse is probably the only one that, that would take, you know, Clemson's, you know, near their best effort, you know, to, to knock off. Yeah. It's, I think right. it's Syracuse. You know, in this, and you, you said earlier, what a job Dino Babers. I mean, it's like these new coaches, like the past few seasons, Dino Babers, and we talked about Bronco Mendenhall earlier. They've done great jobs, man. I mean, they've really turned around two squads. Up, uh, Syracuse, albeit yeah, Syracuse has more of a football history than, than Virginia does, but the point is, both have been dormant. Both schools have been dormant for over a decade. And here comes these two guys, one of which is the upstart in Dino, and, and just really throwing a monkey wrench in the ACC, which is a good thing, which is a good thing. Right. I mean, it's a good thing with, with Florida State and Miami being down. I think, again, I think both teams will be a lot better this season. But, I mean, it's 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 just great seeing Dino and his enthusiasm. I mean, his I mean, he's he's he's. He, I mean, people don't realize he's 57 years old. He's not a young guy in being of himself. He looks young and he acts young, and that really resonates with the squad. I mean, you know those 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 post locker room post post game celebration, the locker room that he's known for is our house, our house. Who is this? Our yeah, house. <laughs> you know it's it's. I mean, it's it's just it's just so infectious. You see why Syracuse is doing so well. You see why those guys are buying in. And if you look at that squad, I mean, you said it earlier, their defensive line is terrifying. I mean, they got two guys who could get you double-digit sacks. And probably who, 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 and also those guys are future NFL players. You'll see them on Sunday pretty soon. And, you know, and, you know the linebacks are pretty well. The only weak link on defense is the secondary, I think. But I think with the case of most secondaries, a good pass rush can fix a lot of that. Uh, I mean, and they can, in Syracuse's case, they can get a good pass rush to front four easily without having to blitz. So that's a great luxury to have. And playing on that fast turf in the carrier will even do more wonders. So, you know, it's, 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 it's interesting to see Syracuse. It's like, it's that, I mean, who would have thought that they would be that one young lion rising up to challenge Clemson. And they're not afraid of them. They're relish to challenge the past two se- the, the the past two seasons. And yeah, I think it's gonna be even greater. I and I think that, that DeVito kid is is I, he's, he's, he was a spot duty last season when Deji was injured. And he did pretty well, I thought. I mean solid very solid numbers. And I think with a whole off season to ingratiate himself as a leader uh, in the starting quarterback of uh, of like uh, of the team I think that Syracuse, looking at their schedule again, they don't have a hard schedule. They, they, they. It's a, it's a pretty. They got, they got an easy path to ten wins, and so if they can take on Clemson, and knock off Clemson, that's a big if. Albeit, but still, if they could do the impossible, the near impossible that they've been working on uh, last season, and they did, they did the season before. The ACC could be very interesting, and which begs the question: the what if question? What if Miami hasn't fallen off? What if Florida State was still like Florida State? What if Virginia Tech played like the Virginia Tech of old? You know, this would be one even more scarier conference, football conference. But you know, I, I it's in transition. And I think, like you know, aside from Clemson, I you know, I think Syracuse and Virginia will do will be very well. I think both of those teams will get nine wins, at least nine wins. And again, I wouldn't be shocked about them finish finish with ten wins. But you know, yeah, until think- Miami gets back to being Miami, 
and Virginia Tech starts being coming, Virginia Tech and Florida State starts becoming Florida State again, they'll be thought of as Clemson and the 13th Dwarfs. And and I think that's a that, that's so you know unfair. And the national media does that. You know, mm-hmm. Syracuse is coming off a ten and three year, where right. you know they came within just a handful of plays, you know, from from winning eleven, twelve games. And you know, if Florida State had had a ten and a ten and three year coming off a bowl win, they'd probably be ranked in the top ten. But Syracuse is is coming in terribly underrated, um, you know, not even in a lot of top 25 polls. And I don't understand right. it. You just look at the team. I mean, that's, that's a top 25 team. You know, if Miami or, or Florida State had had a struggle the year before and then went 8-5 and five with a 28-0 bowl win, you know, they would be coming in with all kinds of optimism. So it's just like you change the names – and and all of a sudden it means the ACC down is down uh, other th- rather than you know you have these two teams that have improved and and you know are right there should Syracuse should be in the top 25 and Virginia should be you know right there on the fringe or even in it but because they're Virginia named Syracuse they don't get any credit for it and that that's something that that's not that's not f- really fair to them or to the to the conference when you look at it as a whole. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, you know, speaking of which, you mentioned other fans of other conferences, and you better, you touched on the SEC a bit. You've been doing some epic trolling of the SEC and the fans. I mean, <laughs> they brought it on themselves because, you know, with, with Paul Feinbaum and, and all those media hawks at, at SEC, Media days and this, where they refuse to give Clemson credit for beating the pants off of Alabama by four touchdowns. Again, four touchdowns, forty-five to seventeen. They still won't give them credit. They're saying from Nick Saban saying that they weren't focused, they didn't prepare well. The players said they didn't prepare well. And look, look, I understand the players defending their school, defending their own squad. You know, I, I get it. They don't, no one wants to admit that one team has the number and whoop their ass at the same time. No one wants to admit that. I, I get it. But you got you can't be what I would like to call intellectually dishonest. You gotta just <laughs> yeah. be, would you be a problem? Just, just just be just just be real about it. They got that Alabama got that ass kicked. Clemson was a better squad. Clemson is that squad. We all know Alabama's not going anywhere. But it's time to realize with other people to realize out there, fans and media, especially media, you know, that there's a new sheriff in town and his name is the Clemson Tigers. <laughs> and, you know, and, 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 you know, to, and there's that one almost perfect rival for Alabama, not an arch rival just yet. Cause they don't, they don't compete in the same conference, a la Auburn and LSU, but still the point is, is that that's Alabama has a one true rival that can that can recruit with them, that can compete with them, that can coach with them, and you know, and more importantly, that does not fear them. They don't. They, Clemson does not fear Alabama, and I I don't think Alabama's ready for that or expected that. So they're just saying any old thing to take away credit from Clemson for the job that Dabo Swinney has done down up there, but. You know, I, I I just thought that you're trolling wherever you had the chance, and I don't have to squeeze in front of me, but it, they're laugh out loud funny, and I, I know they're, they're I know you're gonna be a full swing in another few weeks when college football season kicks off, especially and don't and don't let Clemson beat Texas A&M by four touchdowns. I know you'll be a rare form after that, and and also <laughs> yeah. and also don't let the the Tar Heels upset the Gamecocks either. That would be even more hilarious, but but yeah, I I, I thought your your trolling has been on epic levels, and I enjoy every every last bit of it. And I and I would like to say this as a friend: please do not stop, please do not let up, <laughs> keep the trolling going because they deserve it. Those those East SEC honks deserve it, and you know, Benny Connell would uh, would be proud. He's probably shedding a tear right now if he if if, if he read even a couple of your your, your trolling tweets. So. <laughs> Bravo. I appreciate that. 
I appreciate that. I mean, you, you got to have some some fun with it because some of the stuff has just been so outlandish that you just have to yeah. you have to respond to it. You know, I'll be the first to admit, you know, the SEC was deeper than the ACC uh, this past year. I mean, we don't live in right. in, in what do they call it? Uh, glass Fantasy houses, land, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think I'd like to think that I look at the conferences, you know, equitably, and and you know, so when I'm looking at some of this this trolls of it's kind of in response to some of the outlandish stuff that gets said. Uh, I mean, there was just like you said, you know, you had the fine bombs and the, you know, Tua and, and Saban was um yeah he was in in, in just unbelievable form and and you've got Bill Connolly. I don't think he's really an SEC guy, but he's he's living dying by his metrics and saying if Alabama and Clemson played seven times, you know, Alabama would win six of them and you know, just all kinds of crazy stuff and and so you just have to go like, "Hey, hey guys, you realize that in the last 5 years the ACC has got a winning record against the SEC, which is actually a a fact and you know, you point out, you know, when I'm doing my trolling, I'm kind of pointing to what's actually happened. <laughs> so that's where I'm having <laughs> having a lot of a lot of fun and a, a lot of fun with. And uh, you know, it, it it gets on the field. But I'll be honest, you know, it it does get on my nerves, uh, especially you know, I I went to school at at Clemson, I went to school at Georgia Tech, and uh, you know, so when you kind of pick on the conference and those two schools in particular, I kind of get a little more uh, uh, irritated than than other times, <laughs> and I I don't mm-hmm. think that that Clemson, you know, it just was was mind boggling that they didn't get a lot of the credit that they deserve, and you know you've got players coming out saying you know Georgia was more physical and a tougher team, just stuff that's like has you in total disbelief. And I, I think mm-hmm. in the end, it it just shows you how much that victory shook the, co- the the landscape of college football. I mean, this it was like an earthquake in in college football. Something that we just couldn't believe that happened. And six months later, there's still people that can't believe it. And it's you know, if you were worried about Clemson going into the season complacent, you know, maybe thinking they were, you know, living off of last season, you know, it couldn't have went better for Dabo Sweeney than all of the stuff of this summer because he's got mm-hmm. a gigantic wall of bulletin board material that he can have with his team the entire season. I guarantee he's the kind of coach that has probably printed out every single one of those and has them plastered in the oh, locker yeah. room of, of his players. And yeah, I, I mean, it, he couldn't have scripted it better himself than to find ways to motivate his team. I don't think there'll be any complacency with that with with that team. And uh, yeah, they they, you know, another one you got to watch out for. Uh, and I'll finish on that is, uh, and this is going to be great for us for fans of the ACC is is Mark okay. Hacker. And and I don't know if you followed yeah. his tweets, but he's been get, get all over it. Well, the ACC Network. Yeah, I would get to that. Yeah. To that with, with that because I know we have a lot to say about that. But 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 uh, but uh, go ahead, but like it'll be a good segue. It'll be a great segue. Okay. So yeah, I won't I won't uh, spoil your next question, but you know, as, <laughs> as he's one of the co-hosts for the ACC Network yeah. show, you know, we'll get into your your question. But he has been on, you know, Twitter just you know, doing his troll jobs, and they've been so funny because he'll get responses and, <laughs> and his answer will be, hey, it's like Clemson's been on, you know, they've been on two networks this summer. They've been all over the ACC network, I mean the SEC network, and all over their media days, and now they're going to have their own network. And he's been kind of pumping that <laughs> out there, which I I found <laughs> hilarious. And he's a Clemson grad, so you know he's loving it. But guess who's yes, joining absolutely. us, man? It's our guy, Hokey Smash, my man Matthew. What's going on, sir? 
How are you? Hey, man, how you guys doing tonight? Sorry I'm late. Sorry I'm late. Good, I got good. out late at work. I got uh, you got in here 15 minutes later, but you guys have been having a good conversation. Yeah, man. Hey, you got to get that money, man. So basically, you, you pretty much heard a lot of our spill. We both, I mean, we, since, since we both have half a brain, to so pick Clemson to win the Atlantic. And we both surprised that, right, exactly, shocker. But we, but we both picked, Jeff and I picked Virginia. I was hesitant to pick huh. Virginia, but I, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm picking Virginia to win the Coastal because of the job that Bronco Minahal has done the last three seasons. Follow up with his last season where he won, I think he won nine games, and he, well, probably seven, but, well, well no, 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 probably eight, but, none, but nevertheless, they finished eight and five, they they beat the dog piss out of South Carolina, 28 to nothing in the belt ball, and they're on the upswing, and they got their quarterback back, Bryce Perkins, they got the defense, and, and the defense has been hellified, and they're going to be even scarier this season. And all the signs point up. So give me your thoughts on, on, on Virginia, first of all, on our pick. And second of all, if, it, if, if it's not Virginia, who do you have winning the Coastal quickly? I'm picking Miami to win the Coastal, guys. Ah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, 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 like, I, I think Miami is going to have a terrific defense. And yeah. I just feel, I feel that that's a known quantity coming in. They're going to probably – I have a feeling they're going to get pasted by Notre Dame, you know, on national TV, and they're just going to mm. be really, really upset when they when they play Virginia, and they're going to take it out on them, mm. right? I mean, they're <laughs> absolutely going to take it out on the Who's. They're, I mean, they're, they're going to have a long time to prepare for the Who's, right? I got to look at the schedule. It's a, the game's going to – they play yeah. they play Notre Dame on September 28th, and then they play Miami on October 11th on a Friday night, when they're the only uh-huh. national TV show in town. And they have a lot of advantage. I mean, look, they have a lot of advantageous games. I mean, you sit there. I mean, after you know, after Notre Dame, right? They've got Miami, uh, Virginia, uh, Virginia. I should say. I'm sorry, I was looking at Virginia's schedule. Uh, they. Uh, they're going to have, but they're, they're Virginia. I'm sorry, it's going to get bad. In fact, let me say that oppositely. I'm sorry, I was looking at the wrong schedule here. I think it's very possible <laughs> that Virginia could get pasted twice in a row. Now that I think about it, because yeah. Virginia is going to Notre Dame, and then they're going right. to Miami. They're going to Miami, and yeah, Broncos going to have a lot of time to pre- long, 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 a long time to prepare. But I have a feeling they're going to start to start the right quarterback at Miami, and they, you know, you have a known quantity. In all that defense at Miami, you've got, a, you know, I guess I would say my concern about Virginia is who are they going to throw the ball to? Does that make sense what I'm saying? Who are they going to throw yeah. the ball to? Because there's not a – they just don't have a lot of they, – they lost a couple big guys at receiver. And, you know, they're, you know I, I have a feeling that a lot of the running game is going to be put on um, – the quarterback, right, for for Virginia, you know, for Bryce Perkins, Mm -hmm. because he doesn't, to me, in my mind, guys, he doesn't really have a featured back like he had last year. So until they get one going, he's going to have to be that guy. And I have a feeling that Broncos going to lean on him heavily for the offense. That's that's just how I see it this year for Virginia, Mm -hmm. that maybe later in the season – that offense is going to pick up, or guys will learn their roles, or that that sort of thing. But Bryce Parkins is going to have a heavy role in that offense this season, and probably heavier than he wants. And you know, I just think when you you have a no, they have so much defensive talent at Miami that I feel that they have a very good. You know, I feel that they're going. I just feel that they're going to win the coast. I feel that they're going to win the coastal. You know. So well, that's they, just where they, I stand they, on my on my on my take for that for that. Sure, I mean, sure. clearly Clemson's going to win the title, but the ACC title, I think. But anyway, maybe yeah, I'll be yeah, the outlier. Oh, well, outlier here. <laughs> <laughs> the outlier. The right? rebel with a call. But I would say this: the only thing that keeps me from killing Miami, and, and Jeff and I talked about this earlier, was that the quarterback play. Sure, Miami has a hell of a yeah, absolutely, defense. no doubt. I mean, they, they're you know what they can't yeah. start. The, they can't start 
<laughs> they can't start the guy that's going to be a senior because that's going to be a Jacari Harris situation all over again, right? With somebody who right. doesn't quite pack, pack it in. But I, but I feel I, I just, you know, when you when their their defense is going to keep them in every game. I, I believe that's how I, that's what I think. And you know, there's a there, you know every let's face it, right? Every ACC Coastal team probably has their deficiencies, and you pro, and you can pick. From you know, pick you know you can you can probably sit there and find out we we may be having the conversation three games before the season ends like oh who's going to still win the coastal you know what I mean sort of thing yeah. but you right. know I just I'm sitting today with Miami because they have they have the best talent from anybody and I just happen to think that it'll materialize talent rises yeah. up so what are your thoughts Jeff what are your thoughts Jeff what's your rebuttal I know you have a rebuttal ready for him. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I think uh, you know we we're not that that far apart because we we talked about Miami's great defense and uh, you know the question mark at, at quarterback and uh, you know we definitely had them as, as one of the contenders. Uh, you know, I think Matthew brought up some great points. You know that that Bryce Perkins is going to have to you know really carry the load on that team offensively, especially early. And then you got those back-to-back games. That, you know, yeah. And then, you know they open the season with Pitt, mm-hmm. and you know they're the defending Coastal Division champs, and I, I don't think they're they're Boy, equipped to win it again <laughs> this year. But uh, you know they're certainly dangerous enough to knock off Virginia. So I mean Virginia's definitely got their their landmines. Uh, they're gonna have to deal with it, it. It's just it's hard for me to get past that. They're they're far and away more settled at quarterback than than anyone else and then that's where I'm kind of with it but you know they should, are, should Miami but, and you're absolutely right Jeff but I just sit here and think that really the ACC I mean you talked that you and I talked about this on multiple occasions the ACC quarterbacks aren't great like this is in 2016 <laughs> right right yeah, you know what right. I mean I mean, you know, and it'll take a hell of a lot of leadership from Perkins, you know, if if they if they want to win if they want to win that side of the coastal. You know, that's just my opinion on that because like I said, he's gonna be there's gonna be a heavy burden placed on him with, with losing a lot of talented wide receiver. I can never pronounce the guy's last name that left, but you guys know who I'm talking about. He was a thousand yard catcher. Uh Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, and replacing that kind of production and then replacing, the, you know, the, the, the production from the running back is going to be a big challenge for Virginia, I, I think. You know, so, you know, we'll just, we'll, you know, we, like I said, I think we'll be waiting much later in the season to call that division. Well, let's just put it this way. It's live up to his name. It's the wacky coastal division. It's, you never know It'll what be you're fun going to get. watch. I mean, It'll be fun to watch. I mean, I, I mean, I – <laughs> How crazy is that? It'd be fun to watch. Oh, much God, like me, much like me watching, watch. much like me contacting my legislators about the ACC network. And that's a great segue <laughs> because here we go to the ACC network. Because right before I pass you in, brothers, like we were about to—I swear to God, Jeff and I were going to get into that. But you, 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 you had to have two brains to have like ESP, or maybe could be listening early and just figured it out, but. Yeah, the ACC Network, brother. It's like, I mean, I mean, let's let's see. We have like, what is what's the calendar? I'm I'm on the ACC Network dot com now, and it's like 28 days is counting down. 28 days, 21 hours, 60 minutes, and 15 seconds and counting. How cool is this? I mean, first of all, yeah, they like they have they all they have the uh, the broadcast team's names, the football announcer team's name, Tim Hasselbeck, Dave O'Brien, Mark Helsrick, among others. West Durham, Roddy Jones, Katie George. I mean, it's it's it's, it's great. It's it's totally 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 great. And you know, I, like um, you know, I know that they have like um, like the challenge of like like they have like are they Altis. They have a deal with Altis. They have a deal with Ottoman. They have a deal with uh, uh, Hulu, uh, Dish Network, uh, uh, PlayStation View. You know the streamers. Um, so the last holdouts, if you will, are Charter Spectrum, I think Comcast, and I'm oh, blanking on the last one. 
<laughs> exactly. So, I mean, remember, people forget that the SEC network didn't get any of those deals until, like, the 13th hour. Um, you know, see, like, seemingly. You know, like, but uh, all is not lost there, but... How exciting is this, man? I mean, we'll get to the pro, we'll get to the next the network's scheduled original programming in a second. But I saw I saw with Jeff how how exciting is this that we finally here with the ACC network, and uh, you know we'll get into these specifics again later. But tell me how exciting this is and how this is going to be. A, I mean, this this has to be a booming time for the conference. I mean, I, I'm, yeah, I'm super excited. Okay, about, yeah, I'm super excited about it uh, because it, it, it's going to be so nice to to get up on a you know on a Saturday morning and see you know coverage from the games that I'm going to follow from you know the, the teams that 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 we know the best rather than uh, you know turning on game day and and finding like a blurb uh, a two minute blurb about one ACC game and and the rest of it, uh, you know, while ESPN covers something else or, you know, th- with their SEC network, obviously that's going to cover the SEC network, but it's going to be good to, you know, to see coverage, um, you know, from the teams that, that, that we follow and the players and coaches that we follow and, and the shows that they already have uh, planned, the, documentaries i mean you know i think that's going to be that's going to be great and and like you already mentioned scott the uh some of the people they've they've named to it i mean these are acc uh folks folks that have covered either covered the acc for a long time or went to acc schools so you know they're going to be like extra passionate uh about covering them uh we're gonna you know have our response to the fine bombs and and you know, someone standing up for, mm-hmm. for the ACC in 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 the media and and touting, you know, hey, look at look at the ACC's record at this, or you know, look at the teams that they've knocked off. So, you know, in this case, I'm I'm all. If you're a conference network, you can be kind of slanted. If if you're the main ESPN, that's that's where you you need to be more balanced. But if you're the Big Ten network or the SEC network, the ACC, that's what you're supposed to do is, is pump up. You know your conference, and I, I listened to the the XM radio show, the ACC radio show, yeah. with with yeah. Packer, Mark Packer, and Wes Durham. You know, on my way into work each each day, and you know that's a great radio show. And when those two were announced as as having their own show on the ACC network, I said, "That was awesome, man! That that's that's awesome. That's going to be great because they those are two ACC guys." You know, Western called the mayor of the ACC, covered Georgia Tech as play-by-play, <laughs> did the regional ACC games. I mean, he knows the ACC inside and out. His, his father is the, the legendary uh, uh, Woody Durham from North Carolina. Woody Durham, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Woody Durham, play-by-play guy for the Tar Heels and Packer, Clemson guy, son of Billy Packer. Didn't Billy Packer go to Wake Forest? I'm not not sure if I remember that did. right, but and, he, and that's the yes, side, he did. He knew big house games quite well for Winston State, but go ahead. So they have a connection there but, too. Yeah, so I'm I'm thrilled about it, and Charter better get it, or I'm dumping him. <laughs> you know what? I think I think Charter's not stupid. I don't think Comcast is stupid. Thing about you, Matt, uh, because they they know they're in the ACC country. They know that both both of them, especially Comcast, but Charter too. They both know that they're in a big, deep ACC footprint, being in the south and southeast and mid-Atlantic area, rather. And yeah, they I, I, again. That's why I think that the deals will get get done in the eleventh hour, similar to what happened with the SEC network. So I think all will be good there. But but you gotta also like the love the addition of John Beeson, former Miami Hurricane, former NFL with the Carolina Panthers. Who's going to be on the network as well? He's going to be actually part of one of the uh, shows, I think. Uh, you know, along with like uh, EJ Manuel on the show called The Huddle, which would be the ACC Network signature football show on Friday evenings and Saturday mornings throughout the fall. So basically, he's going to host have host Jack Collinsworth 
along with E.J. Manuel and Mark Rick, the same Mark Rick who just retired, he's going to be an, an analyst. So that should be good. As well as the all, it is another show called All ACC, which is hosted by Kelly Griggs, Jordan Cornette, Dale and Cuff, and 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 and, uh, and, 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 and a variety of analysts. I think John B is going to be one of those analysts. So that's going to be pretty much going to be, going to be the news and information coverage of ACC's 27 sponsored sports. So debut Thursday night, August 22nd, the launch day at 7 p.m., and uh, we can stream it on our phones. Uh, we have e- ESPN Plus. We, we can easily stream those shows as well. But that's just a tip of the iceberg, guys. And you know, it's it's a lot to be excited, get a lot to get excited for. But, but let me ask you this real quick, uh, 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 Matt. We all people are like speculating how much money this that was going to make the league. I think it's way too early for that. But I mean, we could. I mean, but we could have fun guessing. I, I, I'm thinking. Within the first two years, that's going to, the network alone is going to make an extra ten million dollars per school. That's that's what I'm thinking. Considering the footprint, I mean, we're talking all the way from the northeast with, with Boston, all the way down to this to, to to Florida, and the Midwest with Louisville, and and, and Notre Dame and all Indiana, but not only just Indiana but Chicago. Uh, 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 parts of New York as well, along with Syracuse. I mean, this is a sleeping giant guy, and I, I think I, I'm not. Again, I'm not. I'm not going to be overly hopeful, but I think this network's going to do far better than people would imagine in the first two seasons. I mean, I mean, in the first two years, I should say. Well, I guess my I just we that I think a lot of that depends on when these cable companies uh, reach their agreements with the, uh, with the, um, with, with, with the ACC network. I mean, and Jeff just recently told me that charter and spectrum are set to renew their multi-year agreement, right. With, with, you know, and they're kind of renegotiating with Disney ESPN, that sort of thing. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, that's the big thing. I mean, if you're, you know, because you don't want to sit in a position like the Pac-12, who tried to man, you know manage this this uh, On the relationship right. with the cable companies themselves, right? I mean, having ESPN as that partner certainly certainly works well. I mean, I I myself, you've given me a segue. I mean, I contacted. Uh-huh. You know, I'm I'm pretty active in my Democratic Party right in Virginia, and that just happens to be who represents, you know, who my senators are, right? Tim Kaine and Mark Warner, right? And my representative yeah. is Don Byer, and I have I contacted Tim Kane while I was on vacation, Senator Tim Kane and his staff, I should say, and two of them told me. I mean, I spoke to two of them that day last week on Tuesday, and they said this will be the first thing we talk with him when he walks in the door because we're not sure that he's aware that. And I, Virginia is probably more egregious, right, than other states. And I, I guess I guess you could no, it's not. I mean, Virginia is probably more egregious than other states, and maybe I guess you could say North Carolina too, right? I mean, we have the two largest schools in this state are in the ACC. We don't have any SEC schools. Yeah. It's the same thing, and you know, obviously the same, almost the same thing, not quite the same thing, but very close to the same thing in North Carolina. NC State, UNC, yeah. Duke, Wake Forest. These are all te- these are all schools that are in the ACC, but in Virginia, the yep. first and third largest cable companies in the country service a good seventy to eighty percent of the customers in this state in Virginia. So you see the egregious example here of how of how you know they if you want to put a little push on on you know Comcast to do something, it also has to come. From you know the your elected officials. I mean that. In fact, you know our athletic director Whit Babcock, Babcock at Virginia Tech said the same thing here in Virginia, right? So I mean, mm. I'm trying to take that approach. The other thing I would say, Scott, is that my city council, my mayor, the mayor, and six of the seven city council members are also sending a letter to come to the Comcast because they're in negotiations right now with Comcast. <clears throat> on the cable contract in Alexandria, Virginia. So, I mean, I'm 
I'm trying to work oh, wow. those things on my end to make sure that we have it. You know, right? You can. What do they say? Like, you can only improve the world if you're part of it, or you're part of the world if you want to get in there yourself. And so I'm doing what yeah. I can. <laughs> I don't think they're yeah. that stupid guy. That's why I think I don't think they're that stupid because, in particular, in North Carolina where I grew up, as you guys both know, um, they would the, the state would outright riot. If Preston doesn't pick up the ACC network, they will outright right. I'm telling y'all. And same with South Carolina because Clemson has a huge following in South Carolina. It's not. I mean, I, I think in South Carolina, I think it's Clemson first, then South Carolina, then the University of South Carolina. I, I that's why I think the pecking order is, and it's been like that for a while because South Carolina hasn't been historically been great in sports like Clemson has. So I, I think that's I think that's a hierarchy there, but Georgia is a different story. But with Georgia and Georgia Tech, but the but the point is with with North Carolina, and I think Virginia's the same way, man. I I think that they would riot if Comcast doesn't come correct. That, I mean, like like particularly in uh, uh, in, in Northern Virginia, especially where a lot of money is. Let's be real about it. Oh, you know it. Well, no, I mean, Richmond. I mean, this is a big state now. Richmond and the Hampton Roads. There's a lot of money in both, all three places. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine Richmond especially. Um, I just don't think Comcast and Spectrum are that stupid. I really don't think they're that stupid. So, um, plus with with deals that the ACC network, ESPN already has with, with Hulu, with uh, with 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 the uh, Dish Network, I I well I'm sorry with with, uh, with the Red TV not Dish the Red TV my uh, my bad on that one Google Fiber, Alta uh, Optimum by Altus PlayStation View, Fios by by Verizon, I mean they they have inroads, and you know I I just don't think that Spectrum nor Comcast would would risk such an uprise. Because again, we could all stream this shit too, you know. So <laughs> there's, there's that. So that's why I say again, I don't, I don't think those two cable companies are that are that stupid that they would hassle ESPN like that. So which is why I think again, this will get done in the eleventh hour, similar to what happened two years ago. So I, I so I want to get um, Jeff's thoughts on this as well because I know he has has a lot to say too on this. So Jeff, so are you feeling? Kind of like what Matt and I are feeling that this they'll get done with Comcast and 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 uh, Spectrum, but it may not be until the very last minute. But it'll get done, I think, because I, again, I don't think none of those two networks are that stupid. Cable companies are that stupid. Yeah, I mean, I think you guys have have pretty much, you know, nailed the 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 entire thing. You know, you said already, Scott, that. You know, the, and then I don't understand why this keeps getting lost. But you know, a lot of these deals were signed for the SEC network in late July, early August, even some as late as right. as mid-August. And it, it's going to be the same for the ACC network. And you know, they just announced uh, yesterday uh, an agreement with uh, NC NCTC, which is like a cable cooperative, yeah. and they they have. Uh, I think eight or nine million um, subscribers through their independent uh, cable companies. And, you know, from what I've read in their past deals, out of those eight million, at least half are going to, you know, opt in to picking up another channel. So say just half of them pick up, that's another four million uh, subscribers. And I think that's just going to be the first of of several. Uh, If I had to, to... to say, I would say it's almost guaranteed, in my opinion, that Charter Cable, Charter Spectrum, is going to be one of the the cable carriers that pick it up. Uh, like you said, you know, it's a good time for them and the ACC network to negotiate with Disney because they're at the end of their their uh, carriage deal with Disney. Right. So for them, it's come. It was coming to an end anyways. So they're having to renegotiate the entire thing. And I, I, don't, I don't see any way that they won't pick up the ACC network. What's different from some of the other ones, like um, like Comcast or or Dish, is I think their carriage agreements with Disney 
are not up for another year. So with those ones, they're basically having to re- try to renegotiate some terms a year before the actual time. So that, that probably puts Charter in a little bit more favorable position to pick it up than the others. But like you both have mm-hmm. been saying, I, I think it would be – I would be absolutely floored if if Comcast doesn't pick it up because that's a huge carrier, you know, in in Georgia, in the Mid-Atlantic, and, and you know, just, I think they're the largest carrier in the country. So it's, it's, it would be hard to believe that they wouldn't pick it up. I, I think I'm almost – I would say – it's very, very likely that Charter and Co- and and um, uh, the Cox Communication Comcast pick it up. Uh, Dish is mm-hmm. a little bit more, and uh, uh, I, I think they'll get it, but it's it's hard, a little bit harder to say. And then I've seen a lot of people ask for, uh, you know, their AT and T U verse, and that that one's really Cox hard. Cox too. To... Cox too. Yeah, yeah I left out about Cox. Cox. I think the. Yeah. Yeah, I think the major carriers are definitely going to carry it. Uh, Dish, uh, it's, I mean, they're a major carrier too, but um, maybe mm-hmm. not quite as big as, as the those other ones. And then AT&T, a lot of people are on it, but uh, that one's also I'm not quite as sure about as I as I am on the other the other three. But one good thing mm-hmm. that came out with that announcement yesterday is one of the ESPN executives. You know, very clearly stated that there was a really high demand, and there were of the demand for the ACC network. So when all those people, those critics, a few years ago say, "Well, who's going to watch it? Who's going to demand it?" Um, it's it's in pretty high demand, and I, I think when all is said and done, it, it's going to be the second uh, biggest network launch of any of these conference networks. I think only the SEC network is going to start with more subscribers than what the ACC. Network will have that. That's my opinion. Yeah, I think all signs are pointing up to the ACC. You know, again, they got the footprint. They have the they have the fandom, and they've been experiencing more than a fair share of athletic success, particularly in basketball and football. So I think it's it's going to be. I think we're sitting on a gold mine, guys. I think the sleeping giant is about to awaken and wreak some havoc. So. Uh, <laughs> It's going to be good times. It's good times for sure. Hey, thanks a lot, guys, for joining me on short notice, though, and uh, we'll definitely preview the ACC football in a few weeks. So how how's that sound? Sounds great. Sounds good. Cool, man. Hey, take take care, guys. That's uh, Jeff Fan and my man, Hokey Smash. Uh, please check them out on the All Sports Discussion ACC Sports Blog. They also have a podcast uh, once a week as well, so please check, check them out there as well. Uh, I'm going to close this, this podcast right quick on my thoughts on Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather at the Buffalo. Um, you know, ever since Manny put the smackdown on Keith Thurman this past Saturday night, Floyd Mayweather Jr. had been giving his own thoughts on Manny Pacquiao. So basically, he he basically just, 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 just didn't, just took away, just stripped down Pacquiao because after all, he beat Pacquiao earlier. Uh, like I guess two years ago, when when, when uh, Manny was fighting the situation with one hand behind his back, so <laughs> so basically, here's so just in case you guys hadn't tuned in to what's going on on Instagram between these two cats on social media, this is what Mayweather said on Instagram on Instagram post quote I find it real ironic how every time Pacquiao's name is brought up in the media, my name is always attached to it. This man's entire legacy and career has been built off of its association with my name. It's about time we all stop using my brand for clout cashing and clickbait and let that man's name hold weight of its own. So, thank y'all. You know, he's not going to take that down. He's not a punk. He responded on Twitter by saying, quote, at Floyd Mayweather, you come to fight to my side and then use my name in the post, but I'm the one that's trying to stay relevant? If you want to be relevant again, hashtag Maypack2. <laughs> so he basically called him back out. So Mayweather responded again on his, on his film saying, quote, bottom line, I make more money than you, I beat you, then I signed you. I was only at your fight supervising you, 
my employee and any real boss as any real boss would do. I don't know about y'all, but I want to see these two fight again. Hey, I, look, I know they're both over the hill. They will be, will be 43 next 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 February, and Matt Pacquiao is 40 years old. But Pacquiao, the way he beat down Thurman by a split, and I know it's a split decision, but if you watch that fight, Pacquiao whipped Thurman's ass. I mean, he knocked him down in the first round. So, I mean, to me, and uh, I know there are a few other cats in, 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 in the welterweight division that's, that, 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 that's, 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 that's pretty legit as well, but let's just be real about something here. The two money makers in the welterweight and in most of boxing are Mayweather and Pacquiao, whether we like it or not. And so as a result, people are claiming for these two to get back in the ring again. And you know what I think? I think there's too much money to be made for this not to happen, like we said last time. And, yes, I know they should have fought. I know I've, I've said it before. I've heard many people say this. This fight, the first fight should have happened 10 years ago. It should have happened longer than, 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 than it did when both of them were really in their primes. But be that as it may, they both, once again, are the two main attractions in the welterweight division and in muscle boxing. I mean, Pacquiao is 62-72 with 39 knockouts. Uh, and he and now he's now the holder of the WBA welterweight title that he took from from Thurman. Uh, Mayweather still fifty and zero with twenty seven knockouts, and he retired as undefeated as a pound for pound one of the best fighters in, in, of all time in the world. So I get it, I I get it. I just think it's too much money to be made. I, I and you know because let's just face it here. People are going to tune into this fight if it does happen. And I don't think it will happen for the following reasons. Everyone wants to see Mayweather go 50 and 1. They want to see him get that blemish on this record. And they're clamoring for it. They want it to happen so bad. Not a lot of people like Mayweather at all. And I know Mayweather loves, knows that and relishes in that personally. And, you know, as far as the money goes, I think that this fight can, will, clear, will clear as a result. Three hundred million easily. I think they could, I think three hundred million would be more than would, would would not be unreasonable to to expect. And even if Mayweather and, and Pacquiao go sixty forty on this, they both will go will, will leave with a boatload of money. And out and one thing that Mayweather loves and he loves him, is his money. So, I, yo, this this is going to be this is going to happen. This fight's going to happen sooner rather than later. It won't happen until earlier than next year, obviously, because we're already in the summer, late summer. But again, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm I'm excited for a Pacquiao Mayweather fight part two. Pac May or May Pac two. So I'll be tuning in. Too much money to be made, and look for these two guys to be talking more shit on Twitter and Instagram. Hey. Embrace it, y'all, because it's going to happen. It's going to happen as early as next year, so we'll see. But anyway, thank y'all for tuning in to podcast. It's Scott Burks, the clown. I will sign off. Oh, six. Good night. <laughs>